0: Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz. I'm a holistic spiritual speaker, coach, mediator, and the founder of Journey of Possibilities. I hope you never miss a show. Make sure to subscribe. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play. Subscribe there and rate us so others can find the show too. And we'll get started here in just a sec.
1: Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. <laughs> and the funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate geek to english for you and show you what you really need, because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there, and I would like to hear it, and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages.
2: Let me help you distribute your message. Who are you? Why are you here? What wonders and opportunities await you beyond physical death? What happened, millennia ago, to create the damaged earth and fractured societies you see around you? Empowering, enlightening, internationally acclaimed, the Joseph Communications books offer answers to these questions. Spiritual, concise, contemporary, non-denominational, the communications originate from Joseph, a highly evolved discarnate spirit concerned for you and the future of the planet and its peoples. The words of Joseph and his soul group give you the power to bring light and change into your own life and the lives of others and to restore the earth. Available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook formats, the communications can be ordered today at www.thejosephcommunications.com and also from Amazon and other major booksellers. All proceeds are used for further publishing and advertising and to make the communications available worldwide.
0: I've been having a lot of fun this year doing collaborative events and having some Facebook live chats with different practitioners, and I'm uploading those to my YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked it out before, this might be a fun time to subscribe. Just go to YouTube slash Cheryl Sitz. And you can see what the conversations that I've been having and the ones that will be coming up will show up for you as well. And my latest one was a relationship conversation I had, and it really took me into my truth, which is relationships. And I'll get into all that in a moment. But joining me here today on the show is Mario Rosales with Tech Life Balance.
1: Hello, everybody. And one thing I want to add also for our channel so you can get notifications, make sure to put... Uh, when you subscribe, get notifications and you get it every time she uploads something new.
0: And so that just really tells you why you heard a commercial that he's all things technology oriented. He really keeps this thing moving for me. So thank you, dear.
1: You're welcome. I just want everybody to see the beautiful work you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And in addition to being my technology consultant, my best friend, he's my life partner, my romantic partner. And so I thought, what better way to talk about the shift I'm having in my business than to do a show with Mario about relationships and communication?
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> we kind of know a thing or two about that, don't we?
1: I I think we oversteadied it. <laughs> Or over-experienced it. Which one do you want to pick?
0: Well, you know, we're, we're overachievers. We don't like to miss out on anything. So we've done a good job with that.
1: That is the truth.
0: It seems like when I talk about relationships and communication, and if you're not aware, I've been doing this communication thing for a long time, not only in my own personal life, but I have a degree in communication, studying interpersonal and mass communication. I've been a family and business mediator, and I've done a lot of workshops around communication, difficult conversations, conflict resolution. It's a really rich subject. And I love being able to bring a holistic spiritual approach to it that I didn't have a few years back when I was focusing on it. And the thing that comes up time and time again is, how do I say the difficult thing that I have to say to somebody that doesn't want to hear it without destroying the relationship?
1: I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. I say (laughs) this all the time. Right.
0: Anybody can say the easy things. Well... Anybody can say the easy things. But you know, it's funny because the other extreme is also true. A lot of families, a lot of people, uncomfortable expressing love, saying I love you, being affectionate. So it seems like the opposite ends of the spectrum are where we run into a lot of our challenges. And what I've seen the most is that we either bottle it all up and then it explodes out of us in a very inappropriate way in time, or we don't ever say it at all and the relationship shuts down or more of kind of where I had been raised was to always speak my truth and I had to be really loud to be heard because it was a really loud environment. So I could hurt people on with the drop of a pin. I didn't even know I was hurting them because I was so forthcoming with my truth. So wherever you might play into that, learning how to communicate our truth in a way that is compassionate and loving to everyone involved in the conversation and balanced is a really interesting journey. And I don't claim to have it all figured out, but I've learned a lot of things professionally, and I've learned a lot of things the hard way. And we continue (laughs) to learn, don't
1: we, Mario? Yes, we do. And for me, I'm the type of person that, uh, at least before this relationship, I wouldn't speak up for myself. Uh, I was very quiet. I didn't uh, I just let people's opinions, you know, they 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 would tell me something, and I go, oh, okay, I, I didn't learn how to speak up for myself, and obviously that's changed now because here I am talking to you, beautiful people.
0: <laughs> and it has been interesting. So the other thing that I kind of want to bring up with that is, even if you're the one in the relationship that is outspoken a lot of times it's possible to bring the other person's voice in and it really requires inviting that, you know, if if you see that the person that you're having a a conversation with is shutting down and having a hard time, it's very easy to create a space for them by encouraging them to open up. Even if you're not going to like what they say, it's important to communicate because I feel like communication is where we stay vulnerable if we're willing and where we have a chance to be authentic and connect, to really connect. And, and that's where we've had most of our growth in our relationship.
1: Yeah, because one of the things I, I want to make sure uh, I clarify, at least, in business, I had no problem speaking up. Mm-hmm. I had no problem saying no. That's not going to work. Uh, I had no problem because I deal with uh, CEOs and a, a lot of executives, so I had no problem telling them business decisions. No, that's not the right way. This is the wrong way. Or, or have you tried this? But when it came to the personal side of things, it is a different art form because you're you're becoming vulnerable, and or or you're trying to be something. That you're not familiar with. For me, I didn't know how to speak up. Sometimes even right now, I don't I don't know how to speak up. And that what you just said about inviting the person to come in is very important because when you do that with our conversations and when we both and now I'm starting to do it too, it helps me. It makes me feel comfortable. So that is a very important piece. And I, I just want to stress that point.
0: It is. And I think it's important one thing that's been very prominent in this relationship and in all of the healing work that we've done together and has now mm. become prominent in me, I think, across the board because I didn't used to bring it as much to my business side, and that is to keep the the heart open first. And especially in business, I always came from my mind. I was very confident because I was working in areas where I had a good education. I knew my stuff. I wore my confidence I wore my mind. That's what I led with. And what I think gets forgotten is that in all relationships, we bring ourselves and we're dealing with people. So leading with the heart before the mind produces much better results, even in business, because once that heart connection is made, people aren't buying your wisdom. Ultimately, they want that, but they buy you. They want your heart. They want who you are. And what you have to say then becomes resonant for them or not. But I've met people that were brilliant, that I really didn't feel a connection to, and I don't do business with them.
1: And that's a very important part, especially nowadays, where everybody with computer services, there's tons of computer services, there's tons of website design people, there's tons of this, there's tons of everything now. And what I've discovered, at least in my business... That it does help when you make that personal connection. I've always been about relationships and business, and I just kind of never took that to my personal life. And it's changing. It's changed, and I definitely do you do that now, and it makes a, a lot of difference because what people feel very comfortable with you in business, so it is very important to learn about communicating with the heart. I agree.
0: So this is why really I can work in the business and personal arena. However, I have such a passion for the personal arena because we bring that to business. How often has the morning started off on a negative place because of a relationship and we go into work in a bad mood or or vice versa. You know, all these relationships play together. Also, whatever we do in our home relationships, we tend to communicate similarly at work. What I mean by that is if we know we need to have a difficult conversation and by difficult conversation, I mean what we have to say is not what we think they want to hear and we don't know how to deliver it that's where we tend to jam up. And we either keep it inside or one of my favorites is we start making up stories in our head about all the different ways they might respond and try to plan for those. And what that does is keep us in our head instead of in our heart.
1: Well, can you give an example of that? Okay, sure. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: So let's say and let's use business because it's got a little less Charge to it for us to consider it's a little bit you know more generic for us to think about, so let's imagine we're in a business situation and we need to tell our boss that we can't come through with what they want done. we don't know how to do that they're our boss, so there's already a power thing going on that they're over us, and so and you know they sign the checks or whatever so it can be hard for us to figure out how to approach them. What we can do sometimes is sit around and make up stories about well okay let's see if he says this, I want to be sure I bring up that. And we can go into this whole spin about all the things he might say or do or she and not have the conversation and get all worked up over things that haven't even happened yet, right? So it's like Mm -hmm. we go on this whole experience that hasn't even happened until we really feel shut down about it. It's so much easier if we, again, lead with the heart and say, I know you asked me to do this and it's really important to you. And it's important to me to make sure that you're happy with me and my work. However, I have some challenges that keep me from being able to complete this for you, and let me tell you what those are, and then we can work together. So do you hear how I framed all that? It's very different when we come from a place where we're open and honest at the beginning, and we're considering both of our feelings and putting both of us on the same side to address an issue, rather than this me versus you thing that we set up in our head.
1: I see the difference, and how do you deal with like... Like sometimes I know when I used to be in, before I had my own business, it's like I had to deal with corporate, uh, my corporate director. And sometimes I had to bring bad news. It's like, how do you come from the heart on that one? It's because, I mean, yeah, doing this and doing that, I want to make sure I don't put myself into a danger uh, a risky situation. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, didn't want to make, I didn't want to lose my job over what I'm going to say. I mean, even if I'm coming from my heart, I mean, how do I get my manager to see that, that I'm not trying to be vicious? I mean, I, I, I like the way you worded that, but what happens in these type of situations where I'm, I'm at risk of my job?
0: As an entrepreneur, we're always at risk of losing a client too. So this is really, and and in personal relationships, we're at risk of the relationship falling apart. It's the same dynamic that you're describing in many situations. And the truth of the matter is we can't guarantee what the response is going to be. Honestly, the response is up to them. What we can do is deliver it the best way possible. So when I say lead from the heart, what I mean is empathy, empathy. How how would I want to hear this if I was in their shoes? How would I want to receive this information? One of the best things to do is present some solutions along with a problem, right? So if you know you're giving news they don't want, I don't really, I'm not looking forward to delivering this to you because I know it's not what you want to hear. So you've already set them up and they may even get a little defensive if you say that. But if what comes next is, I want to be clear that I'm here to help you solve this. So while you may not want to hear what I have to say, we're in this together, and I want to help you resolve it. So let's discuss what's really going on here, and then let's look at how we can approach it together. You and I have done that in our relationships, too.
1: Yeah, it's kind of interesting as you're hearing this business scenario, and I know you said you did it for uh, for the charge of it, but uh, I can see the relations between our conversation because we've had discussions like that where we both think, oh, if we're going to say this, that's it for the relationship, and mm-hmm. we just have to really just do it, but we have to do it with with the heart like you're saying so I, i'm i I see the relationship to the both of them like that
0: it's so funny if we would just no matter what the situation, whether we're talking to our children, this is another one where I you know we I, I try not to say if I could turn back the hands of time, but i got to admit there's some things I would definitely do differently if I were involved in helping to raise my stepchildren again because but i didn 't know what i didn 't know, and I had not studied communication much at that time so i 'm the adult you 're the child you 'll do what I say if you don 't do it there 's going to be consequences. I I wouldn't parent that way again because I remember how I reacted when my parents would say, do as I say and not as I do. Do it because I told you so. Immediately I got defensive. Immediately I rebelled. So if we can just begin to live from a space of how would this feel if I were to he- be told this by this person? How would I feel if my boss told me this? How would I feel if my parent told me this? How would I feel if my spouse told me this? How would I want to receive this differently so that I wouldn't feel abandoned, isolated? And and the other thing is, it's it's their business how they take it, right? So there's this right. whole healing path thing where I'm not responsible for your feelings. But I am responsible for being kind to you and considering your feelings.
1: That that's the other important part that I I have discovered at least with me that the the communication has to be both ways. That's one. But the main main one that I've noticed is I have to really feel comfortable with myself in doing this because if I have insecurity and I I expressed this to you before, it's like I'm in, in, uh, insecure. Well because you said this in the past and mm. kind of that left that mark and then you said wait a minute why are you saying that about the past and that's the other part that we're all guilty of that we <laughs> the past behaviors especially in a growing relationship we we're changing the past behaviors by learning from those past relationships which it's kind of ironic that we still look at that <laughs> but it's the human nature though that's the funny part about it and it's mm-hmm. very uh we we I know Cheryl and I are talking about this, and it might seem for some of you that actually knows us personally might seem easy, but there's a lot of work there's a lot <laughs> a lot of work behind and I'm talking a lot of personal work, I'm not talking about oh i'm I'm gonna go and make some money over here. I'm talking about internal work, the yeah. one that that makes you grow
0: yeah, there is, and we've given each other ongoing permission to call us out on stuff because we want to know what we're doing. Because honestly, we're usually the last person to see what we're doing ourselves. Like we look around and we see how other people treat us before we see the way we are, are creating that for ourselves or, or attracting that to our lives. And so having a partner or having people in your life that you say, you know what, when you see me doing this thing that I've realized I do, just nudge me. You know, be gentle, but nudge me because I really am wanting to change that about myself. And and the nudges are gentle, and they still, it's like, oh, I'm still doing that, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we become our harshest critics. That's the other part yeah. I've discovered. So, it, even in the relationship, it's like we become our harshest critic about our relationship, too. Yeah. and. Then we we sometimes wonder, it's like, oh, well, you know, those people are getting along so well. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, we're getting along so
0: yeah. <laughs> well.
1: We, we get so caught up in it that we forget the gift that we all have.
0: Yeah. So somewhere, it, it's funny how there's this, there's, there's two things going on. There's us tr- being aware of our behavior and our habits and our impact on others and delivering messages with the, all the sensitivity and love, but still being authentic and true to ourselves. So all of that's going on. And we're doing our internal work and and evolving as individuals and in the relationships. And the other side is we're here to have fun and play and enjoy. And so it's it's balancing those two from moment to moment so that we don't get so caught up in the work we're not playing or so caught up in the play that we've forgotten that we also want to grow and evolve as people. And I think being in a relationship where both people want both of those aspects is real helpful.
1: Yeah, it's a big... A big thing to be able to play and be able to relax or do whatever, whether it's watching TV, reading a book, going outside, going camping, meeting another friend or whatever, listening to the radio, listening to music, go be in the park. But it it is very important for that also.
0: So let's talk about some practical strategies. I, I think sometimes we get caught up. I want to make sure that we share that this is real for us and our experiences, but also give you practical strategies. So this show is really about how to say the thing that the other person doesn't want to hear and and stay in the conversation because everything is energy. I've talked about that with with all the guests on this show before. And so where we shut down communication, we've shut down the flow of energy between us and if and there's a reason why we do that maybe we don't feel safe to be open and vulnerable maybe we do, we're afraid of the repercussions whether it's fear or anxiety or whatever it's bringing that energy between the two people in the relationship and so it's very important to keep the communication lines open. A lot of times we think, well, I don't really have to say this because it might damage the relationship. Not communicating is very damaging to the relationship. It's saying, I don't trust you with with all of me. I don't trust you with my truth. Or maybe I don't even trust myself with my truth. So it's harmful to the internal relationship we have with ourselves, and it's harmful to the relationship we have with others. It's very important that we learn how to be Wholly authentic in who we are, and to communicate that to another person, I would say step number one is create the safe space, and when I say that, I mean timing is important. Don't wait for the perfect moment, create it a lot of times with Mario and I, it starts with something as simple as you know i really I need to 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 share something with you and is it okay? Do you have a few minutes to talk right now because I really need to talk about this with you and and I'll even say, and I've been putting it off a little bit because I really don't know how to approach the subject because I don't know that this is going to be a fun conversation, but it's one that needs to be had or or something like that. You want to add something to that, Mario
1: <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll say as being the receiver of that <laughs> as a receiver of that, it's like uh, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> And I know I have time. So in my head, I'm going to, oh, do I really want to hear this? This is in my internal head, all right, don't. right? Uh, I'm not saying this out loud to to Cheryl. And it's like, oh, this, it's like, all right, well, I take a couple of deep breaths and I go, okay, all right, let's talk. Because it is an agreement that we both have about this. And that's very important. Cheryl has it very right that at the beginning of your relationship or whatever you're doing, even with a friend, do you say that it's like, it's okay to bring those difficult conversations. Cause I told her that and she told me also. So we, we find each other in the same boat anyway. So in my head, I'm like, all right. Okay. So I just take a, uh, take a breather and just go sit somewhere where I can relax a little bit. And as she's telling me, then I go, it's like, okay, uh, uh, go ahead. And she tells me whatever it is. And Rather than react to to her at that point, it's like I really have to go inside and go, "How am I feeling?" And if I feel comfortable expressing it, I would let her know, or I tell her, "You know it's like this is a lot let me Let me sit with this for a little bit.
0: Right. He kind of moved ahead of where I was, but that's cool because he's giving you the other side of what that feels like. And and this is not a fast conversation. This is something where I'm sitting there breathing too, because as he's got anxiety or or displeasure around what he's having to listen to and his own fears being triggered. I'm over here with all my own fears being triggered by myself bringing this up in the first place. So inside of me, I'm going, oh God, how's this going to go? Am I going to say this right? How's he going to take this? Is this going to end the relationship? What's going to happen? And And my mind is racing. And outside, I'm breathing. And there's it's funny because there's really long pauses during this conversation in which I can, I can feel both of our minds going 90 miles an hour, but there's not a lot being said. And our hearts are also shifting through all the different things that our minds are generating. But the first step is to set the space and then say, you know, lead in with something that indicates to the person so they can at least sit down and start breathing that they may not like what you have to say. And then I really put myself in his shoes. In the, in the case of, of Mario and I. All right. Well, before that step, I put my hand on my heart and I remind myself that it is very important to me to be authentic in this relationship. And this is my truth and it needs to be said to keep the energy open between us. Then <laughs> I start to find language that I would want to receive it in. And so I believe that I say things something like, I start with what's positive because that really is. I start with, I love you because I'm bringing that out for both of us. I love you so much and I love me. And because of this, here is my truth. And then I say it with all the love and compassion that I can. And I use I statements. That is so important. Every therapist will tell you that. Talk in I statements. I feel, I need, I want, I am. So I deliver my truth. Say I can't stand the way he, I don't know what, drives. I'm just going to make that up because, well, I mean, he he does drive a little slow, but that's another point.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a conversation we had, but that's more, more of the fun conversation.
0: That is a fun conversation. So, you know... I know that I tend to drive really fast and that's probably where this is coming from, but it absolutely drives me crazy to go slow. And I know that you're being safe, and I know that you like to drive slow, and that's fine, and I don't like to be in that situation. And and for me, it brings up, and I just share whatever is going on in my heart that I need to say to get it off my chest, to get it out there in the open, and then if it's silly, we laugh about it, but I wouldn't have all this buildup over something silly. It's usually more serious than that, but I use I statements. I talk about how I feel, and then when I'm done with that, I wait and i swear that is the longest pause in the entire relationship is the pause between me delivering something that somebody doesn't want to hear and them responding and usually in the case of mario and i because he's not used to talking about his feelings i then fish are are you there are you still on the phone or are you still are you still in the conversation or whatever's going on and Can you share anything about what you're feeling or what's coming up for you? Or do you just want to be left alone for a while? Another thing I want to share here is when someone wants to leave the conversation, as somebody that has abandonment issues, (laughs) I can speak about this firsthand. It's important to say, I need some space to process what I'm feeling right now. And I don't want to take it out on you. So I need to step away from this conversation. And I would like to come back and talk in an hour, a day, pretty much I, if a really heavy thing's going on, I wouldn't give it longer than a couple of days because it's important to talk through what's going on. That way we know that this is not, I'm leaving you and I'm furious and because what happens if you walk away and trigger all that abandonment stuff, then it's like, well, if I speak my truth, people leave me. So it's good to kind of help set that stage as well.
1: And that's where it helps knowing yourself really well. That That's the other part about all of this. It's, and if you don't know yourself really well just be open that things will come up i mean things come up and whether you're you're doing that work right now or you're planning on it or you or you're not going to just be aware that's who you are and that's the other part about all of this if you know who you are in these conversations and you know that there, she's like for her. It's like she's telling me I drive too slow. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, I, I accepted that about me. Yeah, I I drive. I dri- <laughs> now in my defense, I drive the speed limit, not too slow.
0: <laughs> and and this is is one of the richest things that a relationship can have is a sense of humor. It is so <laughs> beneficial to realize that we are all struggling through this human funk together, and we all have our stuff, and laughter is really helpful. And I'm not suggesting that when some bomb has just been dropped conversationally that we're supposed to laugh through it, because it's not what what feels natural. However, the sooner we can get back to laughing, yeah. the more it can, we can move through that energy. It releases tension and... And all of that. So laughter is really good, too.
1: Yeah, laughter is probably one of the things that has really helped us out. Once we started seeing the humor of some of the things that we talk about.
0: And they're funny, (laughs) really. And and
1: they're funny because sometimes the things that we want to talk about are so big to us, to me. Like if when I'm bringing something, it's something too big to me. But yet for her, it's like, oh, well, you know, it really wasn't that big of a deal, but okay. So it sometimes surprises me in conversations that we have where one of us may thinks that it's going to be more than it really is. Mm -hmm. And it's all a matter of just knowing to bring it out.
0: Mm -hmm. I want to take a minute to circle back to something else that I, I really want to touch on about all of this. And that is one of the biggest things that I learned in conflict resolution is To separate the problem from the people, and that sounds very psychoanalyst, so I'm going to break it down into like a real example. If you and I are going through something where I don't like the way you live or where you live or what you do... That's a, that's some of your characteristics, but that is not who you are. I love you or I work with you or we're friends or we're neighbors or whatever. There is a relationship that exists between us that is important to me. And within that relationship, we have differences. And I honestly don't believe that that makes one of us right. And one of us wrong. They're just differences. However, there may come time, a time in that relationship where that becomes really important that we find a meeting of the minds around that thing where we're different If we can keep that at the forefront of our mind and come to the conversation from a position of we have this thing that we disagree about, however, that stands separate from how much I care about you. And this is something that Mario and I do a lot. In the middle of these weird conversations, it's like, okay, I know this is really kind of tense, but I love you And, and I love you so much. And that's more important to me than this thing, but this thing is important. So I do want to throw it out there and see how we can work on it together or, or work around it or whatever we need to do so that it's being addressed. And I love you. And that's the most important thing. So that kind of brings us from being opponents, picking at each other to two people who care about each other, resolving a situation that's in between them. It's a different energy. It's hard for me to describe this without like a diagram or something. How am I doing? Is it making any sense?
1: Yes, it's making a lot of sense. It's very easy to say it. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I stress this also. It's like that's where it helps because the, it's very easy to say it. And when you're going through it, it's moving fast. So sometimes you don't even realize of everything that you're saying. That's why it's, it's good to go slow at it because as you're saying something, it kind of, as you're saying it, it's, it's like, okay, it gives me time for processing, at least for me.
0: Well, and the other thing is, it tends to happen where the conversation goes south, so to speak, when emotions start coming up. So you're saying something that I don't like, and it may even make me angry, or it makes me scared, or all of a sudden, I'm fearful the relationship is going to end, or I'm not even sure I want to talk to you. I mean, it depends on what's being said, right? But it tends to trigger our deepest emotions, and some of our shadow stuff, our insecurities, our fears that we may not be aware we still carry around. And as all of that's happening, we're getting really emotional. When emotions are triggered, we aren't doing our best thinking so it's it's good to give someone the space and the time and to give ourselves the space and the time to move away to process the emotions that are coming up and then to come back when we're in a clear space so that we can actually put the love first put the the relationship in the p- priority position that it is and not have all those emotions clouding our thinking so that we might be able to come up with a solution. Cause how many times have you been so upset? And then you look back later and go, wow, why didn't I see that I could have done this and this and this and this, I just couldn't see it. It's cause we're emotional.
1: Yeah. The emotions is it's, it's good to have those emotions because that means that if you're recognizing it, then there's something that you're, you're feeling. So if you know you're feeling something, be that kind of gives you that extra awareness. It's like, okay, I got to be careful a little bit about how I say it, because if you're being angry and you're expressing all of this in anger, you might say the wrong thing, or you might not think, or if you're feeling very hurt, or I feel very hurt, and if I start saying things as I'm hurting, it's like I could possibly be hurting you because, hey, well, she hurt me. I got to hurt her now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of subconscious stuff that we don't even realize we do sometimes. That's why it's important to have those breaks, I, I, I feel, to say, it's like, you know, let me, let me sit with this for a little bit and either be on the phone or however you're communicating. It's like, just give that time and, and just kind of go with it.
0: Well, and the other thing is a lot of the time it's like, but you know, they deserve to know that they hurt they make me mad. They make me like we get into this and and what that is is the ego. And I promise you that our ego does not have our relationship as its priority. Our ego has I got to look good as its priority. And that's not a bad thing until it starts destroying the, the relationships we have with the people we care about. So they may they may deserve to get the wrath of your anger in your mind. And if they do, you can definitely come back and deliver that later. If If it really is something that they need to have, taking a break for a couple hours will allow you to frame that in a way that you can come back and honestly deliver how you feel. I'm not suggesting that we never blow up at another person because sometimes we do need to express that anger. It's just all about making sure that the relationship is the focus. If it's important enough to be the focus, if it's not, the question becomes why am I continuing to be in a relationship where I don't feel fulfilled, where all I have is frustration and anxiety and disappointment and regret. So there's that question too. But if this, I'm thinking that this is more of like a, an occasional thing, right?
1: Yeah. right. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's the, the things that you say are going to be very powerful at that emotional state.
0: This is a really big topic. There's so much that we could say about this. If this was a call-in show, there's lots of questions you could ask. So I want to encourage you and invite you to visit us at journeyofpossibilities.com. Pull up the show there. Make your comments below that so we can respond to you. If you have some things that you'd like to hear more about in terms of Communication, connection, authentic connection and communication. That's really what I'm talking about here. How can I be all of me and still be around all of you and us be able to connect and openly communicate? That's a really challenging situation.
1: It is. It really is. And connecting with everybody, I think the world is just all about relationships. I mean, it is. It is. It. We can be an individual, but eventually you have to go out to the grocery store. <laughs> you have to pay your bills somehow, and uh, I mean, you have to have some type of human interaction out there, unless you're just doing everything Amazon, and then you still got to call the phone. Right?
0: <laughs> you still got to deal with Amazon. You, gotta, you still got to right? deal
1: with Amazon. <laughs> so you know there there is all the, all joking aside, the relationships is really one of the core things. Business, romantic, friendships, family, everything. It is the core of everything.
0: I love that you said that. I want to share something that I've recently posted on my page at CherylSitz.com because it's when I brought all of the healing that I've done over the last seven years back to the conversation around relationships and authentic communication and connection. I thought, wow, I used to say relationships are everything. Relationships really are everything. And this is what I wrote. Relationships are the fertile ground where our deepest traumas happen, our conscious and unconscious truth is always being reflected back to us, our insecurities get triggered over and over again, our healing happens, and we develop healthier ways to give and receive love. Now, I'm not suggesting all this happens with the mailman or, you know, (laughs) or the grocer, but to some degree or another, every interaction that we have with another person is an invitation for us to give kindness and love to another human being and to open our heart more and to receive more of what, of the richness that life has to give us in the form of every other person out there that is connected to us. And so the better that we can get at staying in our authentic self and connecting with other people in that space as effectively as possible, the richer life becomes. And my life is just amazing to me now because of this. And I want to help you access that. If there's something going on in your business or at work or at home or with your parents or children, whatever, that's the space that I'm shifting to working more in. You can learn more at CherylSitz.com. I'd love to work with you. And Mario can help you balance all this technology, because that's another connection we have is to our technology, <laughs> and sometimes unhealthily so.
1: Yes, that's definitely one that we we get attached to, and we like the comfort of being behind the screen.
0: Or and be, we escape there, too. Yeah.
1: Oh, or behind the mic, too. <laughs>
0: And it is a place to escape. So if you're diving into technology to avoid your relationships where they're, where they're snarled up, I'll help you unsnarl the relationship and he'll help you break that addiction to technology and we'll get you on with living again because that's where it's at.
1: Yeah, I'll show you how not to be a slave to your technology.
0: Yes, yes. Put it to work for you for a change. That feels a whole lot better.
1: (laughs) Yes, it does.
0: And that's how we bring you this show week after week. I am so glad that you joined us. This has been a lot of fun. Mario, you have anything you want to leave him with?
1: Just communicate, communicate, communicate.
0: Yes. In an authentic, compassionate, loving way. Well, that's the show. Let me know what you want to hear more about. Or if you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me, journeyofpossibilities.com. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. See you next time on Exploring Possibilities.